Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Hey, this is Sharks Across Hollywood, and it's fucking Christmas, Xmas, Hanukkah, whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter. It's holidays. Don't forget the solstice. Oh, yeah, all the pagan stuff, which I'm in. I'm not. Being a pagan sounds fucking complicated. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure the movie that we're going to talk about is based on pagan rituals, so so that's cool. And it's in space. so And Mexico. And Mexico. Uh, we're talking about this movie called Santa Claus. You know, 1959. So this movie came out in 1959. I don't care who it was directed by. I don't think he's relevant. Fuck, the, fuck this guy. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, credit where credit's due. He had a vision. Oh, yeah. Somebody somebody put some, a little bit of effort into this. And this is one of those really, really unsettling children's films from back in the day. This definitely spawned some nightmares. In the actors, I think. Did you see that little girl during the doll dance? She looked like she was about to piss herself. You should have seen me during the doll dance. <laughs> Well, I like the description on IMDb. It says, with the aid of Merlin, who's in two scenes. Yeah. Santa Claus must defeat the evil machinations of the devil pitch to ruin Xmas. It says Xmas. Uh, you know, I actually <laughs> thought that the keymaker was Hercules. For some <laughs> reason, I got that in my head. I don't know why, but I was sure it was Hercules. So when I'm watching it this time, I'm like, wait, he's just referred to as the keymaker. What the fuck? I've been remembering it wrong for years now. That was the first stinker fest. I told you that, right? Santa Claus was oh, the, really? the second you- feature in the very first stinker fest you have probably totally told me that and i totally forgot because that's just kind of what i do we only did two movies that year and we did it in my living room with me my kids like three guests who who only kind of dropped in and out of the movie and then finally left before the second movie was over uh we did andy colby's incredibly awesome adventure also known as uh andy and the oh fuck what was the title of it andy and the airwave rangers that sounds like power rangers and i like it and then we did uh Santa Claus, 1959. I gave in and I looked up, I looked at the director on IMDb (laughs) and apparently he's one of those motherfuckers who tried to capitalize on the Lucha Libre craze by making a sci-fi movie called El something and Mascarado de Plata something something. But it's a cult classic apparently. It was his attempt to capitalize on the popularity of professional wrestling and on one of its biggest stars of the 1950s known as El Santo. I don't know if you've heard of him. I have not. But he is in, I think he's the dude in a lot of fucking movies in Mexico and he's always a superhero never took off his mask in public ever until like he died wow what a record however it's not about wrestling this movie it chronicles (laughs) wait wait, what (laughs) it chronicles the adventures of a crime-fighting duo known as el Mascarado de la plata the silver mask and his adolescent sidekick picus also known as freckles (laughs) cute as they take on a murderous mad doctor and an evil gang leader called el lobo the wolf that brings back memories Uh, it also features some low-budget but creative sci-fi type of special effects and was written by the creator of the El Santo comic series. Oh, that's awesome. Santo versus the evil the evil brain. What the fuck? That was in 1961, though. So anyways, that's cool. I'm in. I'm in. I like it. That does sound fun. I'm not going to lie. Uh, that sounds way better than this. Oh, yeah. The, this has... Well, I'm not going to say it has no personality. Oh, no. This has tons of personality, but it's, it's a creepy, weird personality. <laughs> I don't like Christmas movies for this reason. We're just going to go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna break into it a little bit this might be mercifully short i don't know we'll we'll, we'll find out when we get to the end and then two hours later when we're i mean it's like one thing happens and then it keeps happening over and over again for 15 
to 20 minutes. And then another thing happens and keeps happening over and over again, 15 to 20 minutes. And then another third thing happens, same thing. And then the movie's over. The movie starts with obviously an overly long credit sequence because you can't have a movie back then without one. Well, it's because the credit sequence in its entirety ran at the beginning of the movie. And then there is no credit sequence at the end. No, there isn't, is there? No. I watched it on YouTube, so I don't know. (laughs) See, if you actually watch it through the end of like the little title card, the Merry Christmas title card at the end, that's the end of the film. Oh, yeah, you know, I just I just I kind of did the fast forward thing just in case there was anything anything at the <laughs> nope. end. But I'm like, oh wait, they didn't start doing credit sequences until like way later. In 1959, it was still all front loaded. Uh, so the movie starts besides the credit sequence with I said there's a there's some narration and Santa is laughing like a fucking lunatic. Yeah, he's got a really creepy laugh. I mean, like like it's legitimate. Which creepy. when the guy talks, he sounds like a good happy grandpa. <laughs> yeah, but he does a lot of weird. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, there's the, there's very few ho ho hos, and then he does a very bassy rendition of Holy Night. Oh, Holy Night! Does he sing? I don't remember him singing. I don't know if he, I don't know if he's singing, but somebody's singing. I assume it's him. I think the narrator and him are the same person, but I'm not sure. Literally, the first thing I remember is him sitting down at the piano, and he starts playing, and then the narrator, who sounds like he's straight out of an Ed Wood movie, <laughs> says, "And now Santa Claus, you know, plays his fucking whatever the fuck, and all the little racist caricatures from around." Well, I, the okay. world. I was I, yes so so that's actually my my second note after the narration thing so it's like a 10 minute sequence where santa introduces all the kids he's kidnapped to work as his elf slaves <laughs> because he doesn't have elves yes that's true he has no there are no elves present in this movie and the first group of children that the narrator says the kids from africa and it is the most racist caricature of african people ever they are in there i i always call them butt flaps i don't know what they're called but that's why i only call them butt flaps because of george of the jungle okay you know i i I will say about this sequence i don't know whether it's like straight like i I can't decide i couldn't decide watching i still can't decide whether it's straight up racist or if it's just like focusing so intently on the most identifiable version i mean because fucking like take take into consideration africa (laughs) is lumped into one group an entire continent gets exactly one group and then china and japan and and all these all the white nations get their own representatives yeah and a lot of the asian nations get their own representatives and then south america and africa just kind of get lumped together okay so i have i have it playing and they are it looks like an ep, it looks like the flintstones what they're doing there's literally a young lady in the background with maracas in a like leopard print <laughs> thing i i did kind of look away during the very first one the Af- i i just kind of caught a glimpse i was like what the fuck they have paint <laughs> on their face and bones in their hair <laughs> oh my god i should have rewound it oh they're all they're all wearing leopard print right after that i don't know what country is this that he jumps into right after that because santa is going to town on that fucking piano he is dancing and just having a good fucking time <laughs> and it gets a little weird and this sequence is so fucking long 10 minutes it is 10 fucking minutes long and it feels like 20 and i watch it all the way through the first time so did i i did not watch it all the way through the second time i, I didn't actually do a second watch this was a little too much <laughs> the idea of a second watch was that much even for the man who suggested we do this movie the other one that i thought was kind of weird and not quite okay was the orient that was a little strange because i didn't realize that when they said the orient they were talking about the middle east oh yeah yep because it was all it was all very middle eastern and all these kids look like they're fucking hostages too <laughs> yes they they do. They're just dead eyes staring into the camera. <laughs> 
They've got all they've got all the charisma of child <laughs> actors in the fifties. Whose parents are beating the shit out of them yeah. to fucking give a good performance, which they did not. <laughs> Most of these kids got murdered after this was over. <laughs> I was going to say the director was probably just smacking him into submission <laughs> before every before every take. But, uh, wow, you went dark with it. Yep. Oh, there's the Orient one. It's just turbans and a little girl snake charm dancing on the fucking table. Yep. That is weird. Little Russian kids. And then that's when Santa starts, like, bouncing up and down and getting all... It, Jesus, dude. Anyways, okay. Also, Santa lives in space. So that's a thing. Yep. He lives on a floating island in space. Well, three floating islands in space, technically. He's like Rita Repulsa. Rita lives on the moon. Yeah, but she still lives in space the moon is in space i mean the technically the moon from is us a- also the moon is really tiny in santa's universe because he almost runs into it <laughs> yeah and he's <laughs> really really big like he's bigger than the moon and they're like oh no he almost ran into the moon oh and don't forget you know he he, he drives a toy reindeer sleigh oh not, yeah he doesn't have actual reindeer there's, okay we'll get there's we'll, a lot we'll, of baggage we'll there it. so i also wrote down this is the thought i had at work this movie is just a series of people that don't know how, how to climb ladders or walk up steps there's definitely a lot of that i mean but (laughs) they don't know how to do it there i've never seen somebody climb a ladder so slow i'd like back to the wrestling thing they're the only people that i've ever seen climb ladders that slow theirs is for dramatic effect i just really don't think these people could climb ladders (laughs) yeah um these guys climb a ladder like i climb a ladder and that is not a compliment you you are either arthritic or afraid you're gonna fall or both no i'm in terrible terrible shape and my (laughs) joints are all horrendously stiff anytime i get into a position to be climbing a ladder speaking Speaking of which, did I tell you I had one of my ladders stolen? No, what? Yeah, one of my ladders That's got so stolen. That's so fucking random. Yard. What the hell? Well, the funny thing is, they were both there. Two ladders, same ladder. I have two two ver- I had two versions of the same ladder. One of them was there and then the next excuse me, they were both standing right next to each other. Someone came into my yard, grabbed one of them and walked off with it. That's really weird. Well, they couldn't carry two, they were heavy. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's I I can carry both of them. Just keep in mind, just If you're going to steal someone's ladder, why not steal both of the ladders? They only needed one for their wrestling match. Oh, that's true. That's true. I do live in Hilliard, so there was definitely some backyard wrestling going on. That's awesome. I'd be in. I'd be into it. <laughs> I would be over at that house every day. Nobody tells me about that shit because they stole my goddamn ladders to use in the fight. Follow the ambulances next time if they're ever in your in your neighborhood. <laughs> they're in my neighborhood all the fucking time. Some kid did a fucking backflip off of a fucking ladder onto a table. That's where my ladder's at. We're supposed to be talking about Santa Claus. Well, 1959. we just brought up boobs and boobs are very sexual and sex is the devil and we're going to talk about the devil now okay let's talk about the devil so after all that weird nonsense we get two little kids who come to see santa i think one of them is named pedro i don't know what the other ones is that pedro (laughs) i'm fucking no yes it's pedro and the other kid the other kid doesn't show up again but pedro is a mainstay in the entire fucking movie is is the other kid the uh the japanese kid no not yet they walk in to santa and they hand him this devil on a stick and i called it the the satan spliff Anybody order this? Well, now, how does it work? What is the sense of it? Like this, Anna. You must light it. Let's have it. <laughs> 
I think it's supposed to be like a firecracker or something. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and then does it like starts spinning around? Yeah, he lights it and then it starts spinning around and then it cuts to Pitch, who is the devil. He's not Lucifer or anything, but he is the devil. Yeah, he's he's they like, refer to him as the devil. Yeah, I mean he's he's a devil. Hail Satan. Also, he's dancing like a fucking lunatic. Pitch is by the way. He's like, and he's in a red jumpsuit. That's because dancing is from the devil. Didn't you know that? Oh, that is true. Well, Have Santa you not was, watched Footloose? Santa was dancing. Yeah, Santa is an anagram for Satan. Satan. They're both Satan. red. They're both red. Santa. It's the same guy. It's the same freaking guy. Detroit Rock City. Thank I know. you. Yes. I haven't even seen it, and you've mentioned it so often that I now know that. The hell are you looking at, Sister Gonorrhea? Yeah. So we're in hell. We're 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 actually literally in hell at this point. We we cut to hell, and that's what you felt like in watching this movie, yep. didn't you? Pitch is dancing with a bunch of his other little demon bros, and then Lucifer is just in a disembodied voice. He's like, "Everybody, get the fuck out of here, except you, Pitch." <laughs> and everybody disappears. And then he's oh, like, "That's it's, right." It's, <laughs> <laughs> they just poof out of existence not even a poof it's just like it's just a hard cut yep, the next frame and then he's like except for you pitch and, and then, then pitch boink. is like yes daddy and he says you're gonna go fuck santa's shit up otherwise you're gonna be eating chocolate ice cream for the rest of your life and he's like no please not chocolate ice cream <laughs> because apparently they actually feed on hot coals which yeah. are good for them chocolate ice cream gives them indigestion yes so I'm, like satan's big punishment is like you're gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna feed you food that's gonna give you acid reflux <laughs> for the rest of eternity like that's his big punishment it's fine with me speaking of no pants on this yeah but i said you could take your pants off remember you asked when i came in because you're respectful i was actually going to reference the creepy santa doll that's in this weird store that reminds me of the the scene from a christmas story oh yeah when everybody's like looking at all the toys oh have we reached that point in the narrative now yeah yeah okay so the story might actually be kicking into gear now the story air quotes so i didn't realize mexico was so like american either yeah it actually i mean at least before we decided to you know like wage a war on <laughs> wage a war on drugs and decimate their <laughs> population that is yeah uh this is very american this is something you would see um, a little american children doing back then in the 50s going to the local department store looking in the window and basically window shopping for all the cool toys and shit just like in christmas story it's literally it's the exact same shot yeah it's the same scene it's yeah i mean the cinematography is not as good but no it was was also you know. made you know 20 years earlier yeah. so some of the fucking low-key rudest shit <laughs> out of the fucking narrator <laughs> it starts with this is a good little boy whose daddy is quite rich <laughs> and, and then this poor mother with lupita who just wants to own a doll like this this poor single bitch over here <laughs> Except we find out she's not single. Her dad is just like running around on Christmas Eve looking for a job. Little Lupita, though, is the sweetest fucking girl in the entire world. And all she wants is a doll. She actually reminded me of your girls a little bit. And I don't know who the fuck hired these voiceover actors, but good <laughs> lord. It's clearly like a like a 25-year-old squeaking her voice down to do the voice. And not well either. No, not at all. Oh, God. <laughs> So there's also three little boys who we're just going to call the rude little boys because the devil likes rude little boys in all caps is what I wrote. <laughs> 
pitch just kind of pops up in places and makes people do weird shit. That's like his whole thing. Well, he doesn't technically make them. He merely whispers in their ear and then they hear it as part of their internal monologue. Yeah, I saw another movie like this. It was called Wonder Woman. <laughs> what? It's, it's the same thing. Dude, I haven't seen Wonder Woman yet. Oh, you haven't seen Wonder Woman? No. Don't, Seriously? Don't spoil it for me. It's been like three fucking years and you haven't seen one of the biggest movies that came out that year? It's a DC movie. It's going to take me a while to get around to it. I own it. I just haven't watched it yet. The first one's good. The second one's kind of I actually bought it crap. last year at Black Friday. Watch it. It's good. Three little child slaves are helping Santa find all the good kids because those three little shitheads, they threw the fucking rock at the window, fucked Santa's face up. For some reason, he can, uh, you know, feel shit when things happen to his doll. Ooh, that just made me think of weird things that I could do to Santa now. <laughs> If you're so inclined, I guess, because apparently every single image of him is a voodoo doll. So again, the three little child slaves are helping Santa find all the good kids and all the little kids are like, hey, uh, how about those three little boys who are being kind of shitty? Let's, you know, help them. Santa's like, no, fuck those kids. They're a lost cause. Little Lupita and her poor little fucking whatever nonsense. They're going to find uh, Lupita first with the Cosmic Telescope and the Teletalker, which, like you said, do you want to explain the fucking Cosmic Telescope oh, the, again? The War of the World's Eyeball. It's this, yeah, exactly. It's a War of the World's Eyeball that comes out of a telescope, but it's not the telescope, which makes no fucking sense because Santa looks into this telescope. <laughs> it's gargantuan. You would think that's what he's using. Nope. Like you said, little War of the World's Eyeball comes out on a tube and just kind of floats to the front of the telescope and looks around and then the teletalker this was probably going to be a porno at first because it's just this giant machine with a face and big red lips that move it's a it, it's a giant blowjob machine let's not <laughs> it's pretend so it's anything else looking. somebody fucked that thing somebody on that set stuck their dick in that for and sure then, and then little pedro's like by the magic powers look for the child we're seeking whether he is in a cave or behind a million mountains Okay. No, he has like a little magical chant that he says yeah. into this radio receiver looking thing. They do find little Lupita. She happens to be at a puppet show or something. It's like a Christmas festival or something, but she's watching this creepy puppet show. And what the fuck? They're like little hand finger puppets and they're like making out. And then they start like slapping each other around. So this is domestic bliss. And they're kind of grotesque. Like they have almost <laughs> like they're gross looking. Like, you know how the Mr. Rogers puppets were like a little bit terrifying? Yes, they look that, exactly like that. exactly the same thing they they have that kind of bizarre heightened prominences all o protuberances all over their face you know like every cheekbone is is incredibly <laughs> large and lumpy and and then their chins are really pointy and yeah it, it, they just look creepy and weird and then at some point <laughs> one of the puppeteers sticks his finger out the mouth like it's a tongue it's fucking weird and it's all violence the whole show is just them attacking each other yeah this movie could use a little mr rock Rogers, actually. <laughs> Lupita's mom comes and grabs her. She's like, we're going home, you little shit. Because because poor people are bad. That's what was suggested earlier. <laughs> it wasn't actually suggested, but the, the narrator's tone kind of... It's just very yeah. condescending towards their poverty is all it is. I mean, <laughs> the, the reality of it is they never actually suggest there's anything wrong with poor people. It's just like this poor piece of shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> poor, sad, sad lady. On their way out, Lupita finds this doll stand or something. It must They must be selling dolls. And she... They're in like a market or yeah. something like that. Yeah, it's, it's like an open street market. And she, she sees this giant doll that doesn't look anything like any of the other fucking dolls that this table is selling and she uh that's almost as big as her by it the is. way it's this like, thing is fucking huge it, it's a really big doll it, yeah it, this one's at least half her size she'll get a full-size one later i mean we should we should also 
point out that Lupita is very small. She looks like she's about she's like four or five. Years yeah, old. like four years old. She looks very, very small. So she grabs this doll and she hides it in her little coat. She has one of those little tiny sweaters on. Yeah, one of the one of those ones that like comes to like half your waist. Like that's as far down as it, like if she buttoned it in the front, her belly button's still sticking out. Yeah, one of those. And the doll's legs are hanging out of the bottom. The hair's sticking out of the top. <laughs> and the mom goes, "Come on, Lupita, let's go." And the narrator the whole time's like, "Lupita isn't." thinking of stealing that doll is she no no lupita you shouldn't steal put it back before the incident i said that i must have been in a really bad mood last night when i was watching this because i wrote down her mom must be really fucking stupid because (laughs) it's so obvious like it's not even a little bit hidden this doll this doll is there all the world can see the the guy who runs the toy stand must also be incredibly stupid to (laughs) not see this child walking away with a doll almost as large as her sticking out everywhere from under her sweater it's it's the most comically ridiculous thing in this this movie probably like i get that technically we're just supposed to buy that nobody sees it because it's a cartoon no you know who's supposed to buy it the three and four year olds watching this this movie is for children yes Yes. this is and small children at that she ends up putting it back but pitch is there the devil and he's whispering in her ear like a fucking psycho going like (laughs) you want to take it don't you you need a dolly because you're a poor piece of shit and you're the only way a poor piece of shit like you is ever going to get anything is if you steal it it's so bad like it's so fucking evil if you i mean if you think about that really you know <laughs> it's mean. like like just oh, what imagine finding some poor kid in a market like you're, you're in a market and you see <laughs> this poor little kid who's never had anything in their life and you walk up to them and start saying this this vile shit to them like how fucked up would that be <laughs> it's real fucked up but She's a good kid, and Pitch is like, fine, fuck you then, I'm leaving. And this is about the point where I said I'm going to have to put in some audio clips for sure because the child acting is fuck, especially on Pedro. (laughs) I wrote down the child acting is fuck mostly for Pedro. Like, Pedro's the fucking worst. He's pretty bad. And it's not the actor that's playing Pedro, it's the actor that's voicing him. It's the actor who's playing Pedro too. It's just the actor who's voicing him is that much worse. Yeah, it's it's rough. So there's also something called a dream scope, which they use to invade a child's dreams and I wrote down that Santa's kind of invasive, don't you think? Because he's just up these kids' asses all the time. Zero respect for personal space. Yeah. Does he do this to, like, teenagers and shit? Oh, fuck. Does he Ugh. use it on his off time? Like, like it's not quite Christmas season yet, and he's just like, yeah. He's <laughs> like, I need some alone time in the control room. <laughs> well, uh, you know what? I didn't see a Mrs. Claus either. That's true. No Mrs. Oof. But there is that blowjob machine. Yeah, that's that's also true. There's layers to this. I'm not going to make the obvious joke. No, do it. Oh. <laughs> No, there's kids involved. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So with the dream scope, he's going to check out some children's dreams. He starts with the little rich boy. All this poor little rich boy wants is some parents. And his dream of getting them is really fucking weird. Because he has parents. It's not like he's an orphan. (laughs) They just don't like to be there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's the idea is, you know, like rich people got rich so that they could just fucking abandon their children, have children, but live as if they don't. Doesn't make any sense. There's not even like a house lady there. There's Yeah, nothing. you think they'd at least leave him with a nanny or something. I mean, this is not a big ki- He's not like a he, he's not as small as Lupita who is like like I said, like she looks like she's about 3-4 years old. Yeah, he's like but 8. Yeah, he looks like he's about 8. Still a tad young to just be leaving him to raise himself. Then we go to Lupita and I wrote down Lupita's mom dreamt with the devil or of the devil or something. <laughs> no, Lupita's asleep in bed and the mom is talking to the dad who's there in she says something like she's talking about lupita's dreams and he, she's like 
I recall when I was a little girl, I often would dream of great riches. That I had all the things I wished for and not a care in the world. But at times I also dream with the devil. Confounded devil. Why can't he leave Lupita alone? Yeah, I wrote down the note and there was <laughs> like, a question that mark. That took a dark fucking turn. Because the audio on this was really awful also. It was really hard to hear sometimes. Yeah, it's really bad. It doesn't help that you live in a house that is just pure chaos as well. Yeah, when I when I did the second watch, I watched it on the computer with my headphones. <laughs> okay, that probably helped. I unplugged a couple times. I'm like, Rachel, look. Look at this fucking shit. <laughs> I didn't show her the creepy bit that's about to come up. Uh, the so, doll dance? Yeah. Pitch, oh, Pitch yeah. shows up while Lupita's sleeping, and he blows on her ear or some shit, like some creepy pervert. He is the he is a devil, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, he's he like blows on her face. It's really weird. And then we go into a fucking nightmare. The creepiest fucking ha- like seemingly almost happy dream. that This girl looks genuinely terrified in certain, <laughs> in certain real life. In this not Yeah. The actress herself looks scared. Yeah, I mean, she's not supposed to be playing scared, but there are points during this thing where she looks like she's about to shit her pants. You ever seen uh, Return to Oz? Yes, I grew up on Return to Oz. These things look like the creepy wheelers, kind of. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Not as refined. I think the wheelers had better design. Demonic Raggedy Ann dolls. Yeah, yeah, that's a good description. They're not quite Raggedy Ann, but they're definitely in that vicinity. And they have like Janus (laughs) faces, one on one side, one on the other side of their head. One's like smiling and one of them's frowning it's real weird and i do not like it i'm surprised i didn't have fucking nightmares about this but <laughs> they they, they do a creepy. dance i fast forwarded through this shit too by the way it freaked me out the second time around <laughs> nope i'm good no the first time i watched it, my mouth was just like hanging on the floor i'm like what <laughs> the hell oh by the way this is our hundredth fucking episode i forgot to fucking say that oh my god that's right it is <laughs> I was going to well, say it at the beginning. We'll but. splice in something from the end. We can just say something at the end and splice it into the beginning. Happy hundred fuckers. Give us your money. The first hundo down. Or I'll send one of these creepy dolls to fuck your mom. <laughs> <laughs> so they that once the dance is over they talk to lupita and it's also creepy even the voiceover is fucking weird yeah uh it's way creepier when they start talking which is saying something because it was creepy as fuck already we want you to steal stuff basically yeah she's what they're saying the, the dolls are like why don't you steal us we can all be yours and they just keep going over and over like they're beating it into the ground and lupita just keeps repeating stealing is evil i yeah. don't want to be evil i'm a good girl i want to be a good little girl and the voiceover is about that good that was better actually <laughs> no you know that stealing is bad and i want to be good also uh, my next note is little rich kids don't need parents they have stuff oh it's because the kids are all writing letters to santa that's why yeah and one the, the little rich kids like i just want my mommy and my daddy and i'm like fuck them they suck <laughs> And then <laughs> Santa gives him a shitload of toys anyway later on. Yeah. And then most of the kids, are, a couple of the kids are like, I just, uh, I got the joke the second time around on this one. He's like, I just want a brother because I'm feeling really bored and lonely. And then it pans out and he just has like five sisters. <laughs> like, poor <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> but I'm like, dude, the last thing your mom needs to do is destroy her vag with another <laughs> fucking kid, you piece of shit. No, no. I like how he said, he doesn't even say, he doesn't even just leave it at, I want a brother. He says, I want a little brother who's about my same age. Good fuck. Fucking luck with that one, kid. I forgot that part, but yeah, I had that same thought. I'm like, what the? (laughs) There's a lot of what the fuck are you talking about in this movie? Other kids want dumb stuff like siblings or parents. One kid wants awesome toys and shit. That's it. One kid wants toys. And it's the little shithead. It's 
not. There's uh, there's another one. Well, there might be. He might be a shithead. I don't know. It cuts to those three, the three kids who are apparently siblings, by the way. The three shitheads. Yeah, that's the impression that I got. And earlier on, we were told that oh, they were listening to the kids, and one of them was like, "I'm gonna write a letter to Santa, telling them, telling him that you guys are really good this year." And Santa's like, "Bullshit! Fuck you." <laughs> And then you see them doing it like, be nice to my brothers because they were they were really good this year. And then <laughs> there's like a mail sorting thing and a magic delivery service. But who cares about that? Because Santa gets the letters and he has weird. Oh, he also fucking gets like super horny when they come through the door, when they come. Through oh, yeah. And- no, he, he <laughs> it looks like a straight Bukaki <laughs> shot with these letters blowing all over his face. He's like he's lying down in front of it. And this and this shaft opens up and just starts pouring letters. He's like, oh, yeah. Give it to me. <laughs> it was pretty fucking weird. But then uh, when he starts reading them, he has these like sorting boxes and he's like, he picks up one and there's like, oh, I want this and I've been good and all this shit. And then he's like, that one goes into the not shitty liar pile. If you look at it in, uh, I, I think in Spanish, it says truth and lies. Yeah. Okay. Like right. once one slot has truth, one slot has lies. And then there's a third slot that just has a picture of the stork. He it? reads the one about the, about the little sibling. He's like, this is one's for you, Mr. Stork. <laughs> like, fucking, what's the stork going to do? <laughs> the stork's going to go fuck that kid's mom. <laughs> and, and implant a seven-year-old into her? So after that weirdness, we get to we get to meet Merlin. And I said, sure, because this is... <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck not at this point? He's a goofball, basically an old weirdo, but he gives Santa some powerful shit. The flower to turn invisible. Yep. And then I called it roofie powder. Yep. Which is basically what it is. And you'll... you'll you'll find out in a minute that scene goes fucking nowhere aside from him going like here's this fucking flower here's this powder to put these little kids to sleep yeah and there's there's about a seven minute sequence where merlin just walks back and forth between (laughs) gathering ingredients and putting them in this uh cauldron thing which by the way did you did you hear him explain the cauldron it's got plutonium in it no Okay, sure. Well, there. Like, oh, all right. So we're just gonna give some kids radiation poisoning. No, he's building a time machine. <laughs> That's Marty. Oh shit. No, it's definitely the doc. Nah, Marty lost his mind being near all that fucking plutonium after the doc died. <laughs> then we cut to a shirtless Harry Blacksmith with bright red hair. That's what this movie needs. He basically his his whole job is to give Santa a golden key that'll open any door ever, which will come into play later. And again, I I don't know how I got it in my head <laughs> that this was Hercules, but for some reason I always thought it was hercules i was thinking thor because the last blacksmith i saw in any movie was was uh peter dinklage as the giant dwarf <laughs> the 20 foot tall dwarf <laughs> yeah. so then we get a shot from it pans up from santa's feet and it looks like he's dancing but he's not dancing he's using one of those weird bands do you know what they're called the, the exercise yeah bands that the, are supposed the to... things from the 50s where people would stand in front of it with a belt around your waist and it would just jiggle your belly for some i don't know and apparently it's supposed to like get rid of your body fat i don't know if that worked did it work or was it purely like a psychological thing if it worked wouldn't we be using that and they would have made it better by now i don't know i feel like i don't feel like yes so it didn't work maybe it worked but it had horrific side effects i said santa dancing but he's not he's fat so he has to use one of those wiggly strap things to Um, trim his waistline so he can fit into the chimney and this is the first instance of santa claus not knowing how to climb a ladder it's painful to watch it go 
so slow. It takes like eight years for him to climb up this ladder just to sit in a chimney for a second. Yeah, he doesn't even like, there's not a satisfying drop or anything. He just kind of like slowly slides onto the chimney and then kind of, and then he's he's in. Like for a man that's so spry and all dancey and shit, like those ladders, that must be his kryptonite. It's fucking. He even fucking, fucking has a line where he's talking, when, when the little boys are shit talking him for being <laughs> old, where he's like, why? The devil's way older than me. Yeah. Compared to him, I'm practically a child. And then he immediately is like, oh, my old bones. Oh. And that actually, that scene's coming up in like two seconds, I yeah. think. Uh, we get to see Santa's wind-up reindeer, which I wrote down is unsettling, but they look, they're kind of fun, but in a creepy way. It's weird. It's just a little weird that he would have toy reindeer, because wouldn't he have at least started with real reindeer? Maybe he did, and there was a horrific accident. That's maybe. the second time in this podcast I've attempted to use the word horrific and almost <laughs> screwed it up. Hey, maybe he messed up and didn't get back to the back to the castle it's the castle it's not the fucking north pole anymore get back to the castle before sunrise and the deer all turned to fucking dust it should be noted that the castle is situated in space directly above the north pole they say that in the beginning oh do the they oh okay well well fuck me which then. makes no goddamn sense because the idea is that he gets back to the space station before the sun comes up but if it's directly above the north pole the sun would never go down so we get wind up reindeer and they say like I think it's Pedro again. Fucking Pedro. He's like, hey, wouldn't or something about? I don't remember who fucking brings it up, but basically, wouldn't a spaceship be easier? And they keep on calling oh. it. They keep on calling it a Sputnik. I'm like, you guys are American, right? <laughs> no, it's um. It's the Russian kids who bring that up. Oh, but... Because the Russians had just launched Sputnik. Okay, yeah, but still, the American voiceovers keep on calling it Sputnik. Yeah, I think it, they probably just had gotten that pronunciation. Maybe that's the Russian pronunciation. I don't fucking know. Were they just like, fuck... Sputnik! F- fuck the Red Menace. Sputnik. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which is correct. <laughs> fuck that dog. Sputnik! <laughs> sure, it's not a bad idea to use modern spaceships for our interplanetary flights. But to convert my white reindeer into Sputniks? No, I should say not. And besides, just to go to Earth, they suit me well enough. Well, I guess we're all glad about that. Maybe a Sputnik would be faster. But I can't quite imagine Santa Claus without his reindeer and his sleigh, can you? And if Santa, if the reindeer turn into dust and Santa doesn't make it back, Santa will fucking starve to death because he eats like moon dust or some shit. What does he eat? He eats like cloud ice cream and shit. It's very yeah. weird. And then Pedro's like, what do they eat on Earth? And he's like, everything. The living animals, the plants. And Pedro's just like, <gasps> but I'm like, wait, isn't he one of the child slaves from Earth? I don't know. Maybe he's like a manufactured child. He was in the scene when they were introducing all the kids from all Which the fucking different makes countries. makes his costume even more racist like so now he's just an it's a small world <laughs> machine like he's just up here to to serve you and to and to represent mexico oh. in a fucking sombrero just <laughs> like that's all they have down there as little kids in song like all the kids in mexico in this world are just walking around but in i mean this movie is literally made in mexico by a mexican so i'm like i know i i don't know i don't know this movie is hard to fucking nail down i can't tell bit. if it's racist or not i as i've said so we get to watch santa wind up the reindeer for five minutes Yep. It takes forever. Slowest <laughs> fucking wind possible. He's like, clank, click, 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 And then the creepiest thing in the fucking movie happens because he winds them up and they start moving and Santa's like, ha, ha, ha. But then it cuts to one of the reindeer's faces and the reindeer's like, ha, 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 ha. And then he starts laughing. It was so fucking weird. I did not like that. 
That was scary. I don't know. What the fuck? Pedro also has a book of all the kids' names in it, and Santa's like, I remember them. Get fucked. And Pedro's like, uh, I'm putting this in here just in case, you fat fuck. And it never comes back around again. Never once. Santa takes off, and then we get a couple of seconds of him flying, and then it goes. <laughs> he goes past the moon. And the narrator's like, oh no, Santa almost hit the moon. That was close. Santa is literally as big as the moon in that shot. (laughs) Give me a fucking break. And there's clouds in space. Like space is just loaded with clouds. That's what he eats. That's true. It is what he eats. Then we cut to the poor little rich kid who gets left alone by his parents on Christmas Eve. Because rich people are garbage. Which is true for the most part in general in real life. Let's get back to these three little shitheads who are basically the fucking three little weirdos from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. We're going to kidnap Santa. That's I, that, that's their plan. I wonder if they were based on these three kids. Well, I'm seeing a lot of weird stuff that I'm like, wait, that's in another movie. Yeah. Like, wait, that's in another movie. Oh, I know where the eye came from. The War of the Worlds movie had come out like a few years before this. Oh, yeah, that's true. I kept thinking. Also, like, also oh. during that sequence when when he's when Santa is looking into the kids dreams, he says a dream is a wish the heart makes. It's like, it, motherfucker, Cinderella came out nine years earlier and was the biggest thing in the fucking world. Is that a line from the movie? Yes. Oh, really? A dream is a wish your heart <laughs> makes. It's it's Cinderella's big song. I have not seen Cinderella since I was a little kid. <laughs> And those old Disney movies just do not do it for me at all anymore. Yeah, this movie just like grabbed everything it could. From from the the <laughs> Renaissance from the Dis- the early 90s Disney Renaissance on, I'm like I'm in. Yeah, I the older stuff is a little more selective for me. Yeah. I, I like some of it and I really hate some of it. Like I don't think I honestly I think it's good. It's like good, well, but I, I don't I, but I take no pleasure like I yeah, feel no, like it's no, a yeah. grind to watch. A lot like, of it I is. enjoy I enjoy Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. I enjoy um I enjoy Alice in Wonderland. That's the one that I'm out on. I'm like, this is too fucking weird for me. Really? Yeah, I can't do it. I like Alice in Wonderland. I don't care for Snow White. I don't care for Cinderella. I don't care for Pinocchio. I liked The Fox and the Hound at the time, but I haven't seen it as an adult. Rotomation is fucking weird you mean rotoscoping rotoscoping thank you i like ralph bakshi's work even weirder you add the the disney look with all the other weird shit that happens in his <laughs> movies yeah. all the psychedelics and <laughs> like all the drug use from it the is, 60s it's unsettling to watch those it th- is. watch I those things it. move have you seen american pop no american pop is legitimately one of the best animated movies i've ever seen that's always bugged me even as a kid like like why does it look like that i love bakshi stuff and i knew that not all of it but i knew I knew you'd be the guy to be like, yeah, Ralph Bakshi, I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I'm, and I'm the guy like, no. <laughs> Like, heavy metal is almost a bridge too far. Heavy metal's not Bakshi, though. I know, but it's, it's got that same kind of weird... It's not... It's, so there's, like, I think one rotomate... Rota, I, I want to call it rotomation because that's what it is. It's called rotoscoping. R- there's one thing in there that's kind of like that. But, I mean, they've used rotoscoping in animation since... Forever, I know. ...the beginning. I mean, that was that was where that's Cinderella and I know, that's fucking came from. Yeah, that's why I always I was always bothered as a kid. Why does it look like that? It's fucking weird. So these three little shits, again, they're fucking just trying to kidnap Santa and make Santa their slave. That's that's her thing. Lupita, Lupita, this poor fucking girl. Um, she thinks Santa doesn't like her because he hasn't brought her any dolls because her mom's a poor piece of shit. That's the really dark side of this thing. Is and like, in the real world, there are Lupitas. Yeah. And they're not getting a doll for Christmas. So here's my question. Santa exists in this universe, right? So is he yeah. just ignoring her for several years? Yep. He just ignored her for the first four years of her life. He's like, fuck that kid. No, she didn't write him a letter. You have to write him a letter. 
Is that a thing? What, what, was that discussed in the movie that I missed? She says, did you ask him? Her mother says that oh. to her. Well, did you ask him for it all? So if you don't ask him, and then she's like, well, let's say a prayer right now. So now they're, now Santa is officially a deity in this world. But... I get it. You're right. <laughs> she says the creepiest fucking thing. She's like, Mommy, what is Christmas good for? Well, to remind us that Christ was born many years ago. And he was even poorer than we are. He was born in a bed of straw. You know what, Mama? I already asked Santa Claus for two pretty dollies. If he brings the two, I'll give one to little Jesus. <laughs> and the mother's reaction is kind of perfect. She's like, oh, sweetie. And then she gets this look on her face like, what the fuck? <laughs> My next note is Pitch is cold because he's waiting for Santa. Yeah, Pitch is freezing his horns off. And he hears Santa coming. Oh, no, before he even hears Santa coming, he looks at the chimney and goes, I got a fucking idea. <laughs> and then he does the most <laughs> nonsensical. You could only pull this off in a movie aimed at single digit age children. <laughs> he fucking pushes the chimney out of the way. <laughs> I'm like, like how, that's how construction works. Oh, I've, how does that even work? And then we get more Santa awkward climbing because he lands on the fucking roof and he's... After 20 goddamn minutes, <laughs> so, he doesn't even climb down the ladder. He just no. jumps out and floats down with his little magic oh, parasol. Not yet. Oh, not that's yet. right. He has no, to, that happens later. That's right. He climbs right. down the ladder, tries to get in the chimney. He like jumps in and he's like... Eh, eh, but Jumps in. <laughs> he, he slowly climbs down. Very into slowly it. climbs into it. And then he's like, the fuck? And then... <laughs> Then he gets out. I thought he was digging for a toy. I thought he pulled out a little umbrella that he was going to give to a little girl. But apparently it's Santa's magic parasol. That he uses to float down to street level. And then he's just like, fuck it. I'll use the front door. It doesn't matter. I'm Tim Allen. Oh, and we we didn't go over the key. The magic key is the most ridiculous thing. Like, I howled with laughter the first time i watched this movie because the key is giant it doesn't fit in any likes but what he does is he just smacks it against the lock and it sparks like it like just fucking arcing electricity coming off of it i can't imagine how dangerous this key was for the poor actor involved in it it just blows sparks off of the doorknob and then the door just opens then he goes in and these two little kids that are sleeping in bed together which is weird they're in bed together are they oh uh, the two little boys oh yeah yeah they that's must what be happened pieces when you're of poor. shit too yep. poor pieces of shit fuck them they hear santa and the narrator's like shut the fuck up santa they fucking hear you i sound like aziz i'm sorry but uh <laughs> like like they be quiet they, they can hear you they wake up and santa kind of hears them and then he pulls out his roof he does and blows it under the door and then they pass out again yep it's like they don't weird. even make it all the way onto the bed one of them hits the bed the other one is halfway on there halfway on the floor and then we get to the next house and pitch sets santa's ass on fire <laughs> Almost, almost. He almost sets it on fire. It's getting kind of Home Alone-y now. And I just, I'm like, I just want to watch Home Alone instead. My next note is even the devil tries to Home Alone Santa with the fucking doorknob thing. He's like, I'll blow on it real hard. And then he won't be able to open the door because the key will melt. Well, let's not cart before the horse here. This did technically come out 30 years before Home Alone. (laughs) Well, yeah, I know. (laughs) So, like, I realize this movie rips a lot of shit off, but that one was an original. (laughs) Well, that's another thing I'm like. Did Home Alone rip this movie off? Dude fucking was, what's his? name chris columbus no the other guy well chris columbus wrote it no he didn't he did not you know who wrote it who john hughes there we go you didn't know john hughes wrote home alone oh no fuck you're right i was columbus directed it (laughs) i was thinking hughes but i got columbus's name mixed in there yeah columbus directed it hughes wrote it yeah did john hughes like watch this santa claus shit maybe he did and he's like because john hughes was super racist in the 80s so he's like (laughs) these fucking mexicans can't do anything right (laughs) 
Speaking of which, I bought 16 candles during the era. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I just. I'm just anticipating what because I want to watch it with my daughter because she's never seen it. Ugh. Like, yeah, this is going to there's going to be conversations after this. Yeah. The, and like, I think as problematic as weird science is, it's it's less so than some of that stuff. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't, haven't seen... watched it since the 90s was the last time I watched it. All I know is that my favorite Friday the 13th girl is in there. My, my third favorite now Friday the 13th girl is in weird science third favorite who's yep, your the girl your from second uh, uh the blonde girl from number six is now my now my second because danielle panabaker took the number one oh, slot all right you know what that's fair that's fair I, I six is still my number one but yeah i i can see why <sighs> i can see why you prefer danielle panabaker she's something special and robert downey jr when he was still on drugs <laughs> Maybe that was right right before he got the that got was really big. Very young Robert Downey yeah. Jr. Like if I'm not gonna tell my kids that that's Robert Downey Jr., I'm just gonna wait and see if they notice it. That's awesome. They might not. They might be like, "Wow, that guy looks really a lot like Iron Man." <laughs> I think it's fucking Iron Man. That's so that, that is, is that weird to think about, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Like, we grew up with a completely different Robert Downey Jr. Well, yeah, when they cast him, I, we talked about this, like, fucking four years ago. When they cast him, though, I'm like, why? <laughs> and you were not alone. Everybody in the world, that collective, huh? The same thing happened. But we were we're, we're always fucking wrong. The, the same thing happened with Heath Ledger. Everybody's yep. like, what the fuck yep. are you doing? Why? That Tr- was Chris why. Evans, same thing. I'm like, what? Yep. But and not that was why when the news came out about Affleck, I was less concerned about him than I was about Zack Snyder. Yeah, Affleck was fine. I think Affleck was actually fine. Not the best, but he wasn't bad. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That's, that sounds about like what I expected. Zack Snyder has way too much authority over those movies because his wife fucking produces them all. I did not know that. That's why he keeps on, I'm like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Wow, nepotism is alive and well in Hollywood, but that's no surprise. He's not a bad director. It's really annoying. He is he, a bad director. Okay, maybe he's a bad director director, but he's, he's a good, <laughs> he puts together a good image, but yeah. he doesn't understand why he's putting that image together he doesn't put it together in order to heighten the narration or to tell the story in pictures like jordan peele when jordan peele puts together a scene it's because he's telling a story with the framing of that scene remember we talked about the the hypnosis scene oh in get out yes that is a master class in using the camera to heighten the story the way he frames the two of them is a commentary on what is going on within the scene it's all addressing this the power dynamic within the scene through camera angles. Zack Snyder doesn't know (laughs) shit about using camera angles to tell the story. But the chicks and sucker punch are super hot. I'm not going to deny that. He puts a very good image together. He really does. That was, I do think they're hot, but that was just me being the teenage boy inside Zack Snyder's head. Yeah. No, I I think you're absolutely right. I I think there's a teenage boy inside Zack Snyder's head. Somebody put it, I can't remember who it was, but somebody said, I have the feeling that whenever Zack Snyder puts together an image, his entire thought process is, this is going to look fucking rad. Which he usually does because he's good at that, but yeah. Yeah, it's not that it's, it's not that it looks bad. It's just just that no no creative vision went into it it's just a cool image all style no substance oh my god why are we talking about Zack snyder we're supposed to be talking about this because pitch really is a tool just like Zack snyder <laughs> 
So Pitch tries to do the heating up the doorknob trick, but Santa is too smart for that shit. Santa walks over to the window and goes, and he looks in the window, and then he fucking opens it. He goes in that way, and then I don't really remember what happens after that. He sneaks around behind Pitch. He starts unloading, because Pitch is just stuck. Yeah, Pitch just is hanging out by the door. And he keeps breathing on the doorknob to keep it hot, you know? And and then he looks out the window, and then he breathes on the doorknob, and then he looks out the window. Santa sneaks around behind him, starts unloading all this kid's (laughs) presents, and then finds like a little a little army cannon with a fucking arrow in it that you know could only have existed in the 50s because this thing is a straight up assault (laughs) weapon he turns it around and the the narrator goes aha now it's santa's turn to turn the tables on pitch and he shoots this fucking arrow straight into pitch's ass then we cut back to the rich kid he's all alone because no one likes him i said And then this and poor little rich. He's fuck. walking around his giant house, and I said he looks like Egon from Ghostbusters. <laughs> he does. That's when Santa shows up, but the kid had, has fallen asleep uh, in his chair in the living room, like right by the tree. And Santa uses his magic roofie dust to get this kid like nice and confused, but he's like awake. But he but he'll think that he's dreaming. But he wanted him to see him. It's weird. Yeah, he's 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 like I save a special gift for you that you will see me as I truly am again. I was not having a good time watching this, so I said he uses the roof he does to get him nice and confused just the way he likes them. (laughs) Honestly. And then he picks the kid up and it's like, okay, Santa, this is getting a little weird, man. Like he's looking, he's like got this kid in a lover's embrace. Like, dude, dial it back. Then he does the same weird shit to their parents in the next scene here. He He fucking, we don't, we don't see who it is. He's the parents. But we we can hear, we can hear him just handing these random cocktails to his rich, bougie ass parents. He's like, it's the cocktail of remembrance which only I can prepare. Whoever drinks it will think of that which is most dear and which at times, for some unknown reason, we seem to forget. Love can be expressed in many ways. So drink my cocktail and you will become aware of that love which is closest to your hearts. And those without love? They couldn't drink this cocktail as it would burn their throats. We forgot. Wait, we what did we forget? Were we forgetting somebody? Like they literally forgot they had a child. And th- no, then he says, it'll make you remember what you truly love. And he's like, well, I don't see how I could forget that I love my wife. I'm like, you rich piece of shit. You <laughs> don't act like you don't have three mistresses on the side. Come on, this is the 50s. But he might love his wife. I'm not saying he doesn't love his wife, but he, he doesn't He just lo- loves to fuck them, too. He doesn't love her in that, <laughs> you know, that, that all pervading romantic way that he's sort of selling in that scene it's like come on uh he's gotta otherwise she won't put out tonight i guess that's fair uh and you can't go fuck the mistress on christmas eve that is in the rule book yeah you you at least have to pretend to be a good parent at that point well not a good husband fuck he's he's a fine husband he's a shitty dad so in the next scene pitches i said pitch is gonna try to use those kids again their plan doesn't work though because of a meteor i said but i realized after i wrote that that it was santa like launching himself out of the chimney i don't know exactly what it was it was weird but like some kind of weird flash of light from the sky shoots down at these kids and they're blinded for a moment yeah i couldn't tell i don't know where it came from i I, think there's later we see him do it santa do it again and he's launching himself upwards but i don't know for sure 
Well, there's the sequence when he's shooting off back to the North Pole planet or whatever the fuck it is. But then he's in the sleigh. So is that what it was? Was it Santa in his sleigh, like like kind of veering past him to scare the shit out of him and then flashing like a meteor? Maybe it doesn't make any fucking sense. It does. Yeah, it really doesn't. After that, though, the devil makes the three kids just fight with each other because he's like, it's his fault. And I'm going to kick you in the butt. And make, oh, make yeah. <laughs> then he starts. Yeah, he starts whispering all this fucked up shit in his ear like he thinks he thinks it's your fault. That piece of shit, you know, <laughs> kick his ass. And then the devil starts like kicking one of the kids in the butt when he's not looking. <laughs> so he thinks his brother was kicking him. It's like, yeah. Pitch is a perv. I wrote, pitch, is a, pitch likes to start some shit. I wrote down Santa is awkward climbing again. It's almost he's, like he's the devil or yeah, something. Yeah, I know. I thought the devil was the good guy. Um, Santa's climbing into his sleigh. Pitch gets on the sleigh this time. Now he's trying to steal it, but the deer say, fuck you, I said. <laughs> I said, the deer <laughs> says, fuck you, you red bitch. <laughs> That's what I, I wrote that down. <laughs> but um, so instead of stealing the sleigh itself, he just kind of makes scissors appear out of thin air in his hand. He hides, of course. And then when Santa sits down, he cuts open the bag of roofie dust. And then where's the flower? Because well, the, the magic flower is in the bag with. The oh, is, is it in the bag? And, it, and okay. they both just yes. fall out. The flower to turn invisible. That's what they keep calling it. Yes. It doesn't have like a fancy name. It's just the nope. flower to turn invisible. It's literally called the flower to turn invisible every single time they mention it. And then Santa lands again. This time he gets chased by a vicious like dog. <laughs> and he's going to see. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to blow the roofy dust at it. And then he's like, oh, fuck. And it, I, I wrote down that it sounded like the devil called the dog daddy. But I think he just said Dante really weird. Yeah, because the devil's name is Dante. Or the dog's the name. devil. The dog's name. I think he calls him Danty. Maybe. Because I, I heard daddy. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'm just uh, projecting a little. That could mean think? that could mean several things. <laughs> Santa's a bitch and he hides in a tree because this dog is evil and vicious and going to kill him. I'm like, good. Fuck you, you fat fuck. <laughs> and then he just starts yelling for Merlin. Merlin! 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 Keeman! Help me! The couple and the gun. The devil, the couple and the gun. That's my only note. There, you know, when when, when Pitch shows up. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it, it starts off with there's this couple asleep in their in their beds that are on opposite sides of the room because it's the 50s. It's the 50s. And uh, the devil appears between them. And in the man's voice, in the man's ear, he starts whispering, there's an intruder outside. He's going to come in and rape your whole family. <laughs> and the man wakes up. He's like, oh, fuck. And then he whispers in the, in the wife's ear, you know, there's an intruder outside. He's going to come in and rape you they both wake up and the wife is like hey do your job husband go out and kill that fucker because they both instantly know that there's someone like it never even occurs to them to question it yeah they just are absolutely certain that there's an intruder outside and the husband (laughs) is a complete pussy (laughs) he grabs the gun and he loads it and then he hands it to his wife he's like here take it She's like, fuck you. You go. <laughs> yeah, oh it's uh, it, it, it's a decent comedy scene yeah. for the 50s. Sticks the fuck out in this weird movie. Like, <laughs> like, there's not a single scene at all like that. No. Oh, no, not um, at all. But well, then, I mean, I guess I guess the scene where Santa shoots Pitch in the ass is kind of slapsticky, well, yeah. so they would go together. But yeah, they are kind of anomalous in that way. Then the devil just kind of goes around to random people in the house, making them call the fire department and the police and all. <laughs> yeah, he, what, is, what does he do to the grandma? Because um, grandma and grandpa 
Papa now sleep are in completely separate rooms. They've taken the next <laughs> logical step with the separate twin beds. Yeah, uh, and just moved into different. They've been married for a house. long time. It's time to <laughs> yeah, because divorce. You couldn't get divorced back then, but what you did is you got a big house and you each moved to a separate <laughs> side of it. And they're rich, so it's fine. I can't remember what he whispers into Grandma's ear, but on Grandpa he breathes his fire breath, and then Grandpa starts calling. Oh yeah, out, and he's like, "It's oh, a fire! There's a fire!" Yeah, <laughs> the house is on fire. The house is on fire, and Pitch dials nine one one, and then holds the thing to Grandpa's mouth, and then he's like yeah you want to see how bad it is and then he breathes fire into the phone and on the other end at the emergency services fire fucking blows out the handset like it's a good thing that guy didn't have that next to his ear and it fucking killed him (laughs) so all that shit's happening pitch i wrote down that he tells lupita that she's a piece of shit and that santa hates her (laughs) Yep, basically. And then mom reassures her, though, that that's not true. Yeah, and she does it with such confidence. The devil did wake up the whole fucking family in that house, in that one house. Not Lupita's house, but that other house. house. And there's two guns involved now. The grandpa, the old man, has a big fucking rifle or a shotgun or something. Oh, yeah. What is is it Pitch whispers to him? He's something like, uh... Let them all see now that the only brave one here is you. My ending of this movie is like right now when everybody just kind of reservoir dogs each other. And then, oh, that, and then of course, like as I mentioned earlier, he whispers in the woman's ear. All the men are cowards. You are a woman. Put them to shame now. Santa finally gets everybody's attention up in the space castle thing, but oh, not everybody. Pedro well, he gets Pedro's. Pedro attention. has to go get Merlin because Merlin's Merlin, apparently the only the small child is the only one who has his shit together. <laughs> And then Pedro's like, Merlin, come on, please, hurry. He starts like, ding, 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 oh, yeah, the horse thing. Like he literally starts doing the bonanza theme <laughs> as he's trotting towards Santa's control room. And then you see, we get to see Merlin fucking awkwardly use the stepladder because apparently everybody in this movie's fucking 90 years old. Well, I mean, on Merlin, it actually looks appropriate because he actually does look like yeah. he's about 90 years old. But like Santa goes about everything else like a normal. Like he's pretty spry. He's a little Jack Blackie. He's fat, but he's spry. (laughs) And then it comes time to climb a ladder and it's like, whoa, slow (laughs) it down. Um, So the answer to this whole debacle right here, the the fucking dog thing is a cat, apparently. Yeah. Merlin's like, hey, look in your toy bag and find a mechanical cat, which Santa's like, oh, yeah. Why didn't I think of that? I have one of those. Immediately pulls (laughs) one out, throws it, and then off goes the dog chasing the mechanical cat that's just fucking booking it for the horizon. All the authorities show up pitch gets sprayed by the fire department the hose yeah because they see this smoke coming Coming, from where pitch is standing they're like oh there's a section of the smoking we got to make sure the fire's out and they spray him and you know little little just desserts for pitch so pitch is out of the movie now pitch is done fuck pitch the end for pitch it's Uh, time to go eat some chocolate ice cream yeah pedro's like hey yeah pedro and merlin one of them fucking i don't know they're like you got to get your ass back here because the sun's coming up and you're gonna fucking the deer gonna turn to dust and you're gonna fucking starve to death well that was 10 fucking minutes ago go and <laughs> and now santa's like like they've been saying that to him yeah. ever since he finally got their attention from the tree and now santa's like oh i got one more stop he to has make. to go see lupita because i will i want him to just like not go see lupita be like nope bitch <laughs> bye like, fuck that poor little shit <laughs> and then she has to wake up the next day and her mom's like oh fuck <laughs> So yeah, he, he does make it to Lupita. This is where I said apparently the dad was looking for work on Christmas Eve, so that was weird. He was looking for work all night because it is all Christmas night. morning now. Yes. So he was like, yep, 2 a.m. That's the time to start looking for work. 
But it turns out that, you know, both of her parents are there and everybody's happy. And Santa also left her a life-size doll, which is super creepy. That's as big as her. Actually as big as her. Literally, yeah. Like the previous one, it was smaller than her, but it was still huge. But this one is like, <laughs> it looks like like now she's got a sister who's the same age. And then Santa makes it home and he wins. He saved the day. Lupita got her fucking doll. I don't know what happened to those three little shits who were fighting each other, but... They got coal and then they beat each other up. Oh, that's right. They got coal. I forgot about that. But fuck it. The movie's over. Who cares? Yes, but fuck it. But fuck it. Not the kids, though. Don't be weird. That's not what I... I meant the movie. <laughs> oh. Through the through the giant mouth in the wall. So, Santa Claus. <sighs> 1959. Happy, happy 100th episode for this piece of shit. <laughs> I don't really like Christmas movies that much. That's why I watch Die Hard and Home Alone and shit. I'll be watching those as well. I'm, I'm doing 25 days of Christmas this year. I'm watching a Christmas movie every single day until Christmas. And then on Christmas as well. This movie's, if you're into that kind of thing, which I'm not. I'm, I'm not the fucking audience for this. I wasn't the audience for this when I was a little kid even. This is, um yeah, I I think my, uh what I said earlier pretty much sums it up. This is a, this is a less than one star movie that I absolutely love does the dvd have any like special features or is it just Not like a, a simple th- i don't know it might i i didn't really search for him this time it, i think it just has a, a start and then and like it, it has one other thing besides start on the main scene menu. selections it might be that yeah so it might be just like the absolute bare bones is the audio quality is bad oh the audio quality is terrible okay <laughs> so that i'll tell you it. what i would like i'll tell you what i would totally buy if vinegar syndrome or something got a hold or maybe agfa or something got a hold of this i couldn't think of anybody else i would absolutely buy a remaster i would absolutely not yeah i know you would but i would but you like christmas i do and i don't I, lo- it's not my favorite holiday but i like it i just you know i prefer black christmas or i'm dreaming of a white doomsday which I i'm actually totally watching all three black christmases this year did you see that remake the third one no but i picked it up no yeah uh, so i'm i'm watching it this year i'm i i also picked up uh, the shout factory black christmas and yeah i'll start with that one because that's a way better movie i have not I've, i haven't watched that since we did it actually and then i'll watch the 2006 remake too because i like that one I, like, I don't like it as much as the original but i like michelle trachtenberg I'd that's rather, your takeaway audience is uh, i'd rather be watching three ninjas right andrew now. hated it and i it was a little more difficult to watch this time because i didn't have an audience to bounce jokes off of but uh, yeah i enjoy it <laughs> yeah yeah that sounds right i didn't watch it with anybody i didn't give a shit i, that, didn't think, I mean that's how you got to do it that, that's know. what this movie screams for is the kids watchers. would not have sat through this i'm not talking about watching it with actual children i mean watch it with your buddies that's who you watch. I don't have any i have you am i literally your only buddy yes oh dude man like i worry about myself but i'm, I'm starting to worry about you more i i dude i do not have the fucking patience or time <laughs> or the willingness to fucking even try i don't care well i mean it's your life you gotta live it your way so i don't like people i really mm, don't that's fair that's fair a little gg allen over there like i'd if if rachel and i weren't together and i was living alone i'd probably hang i'd probably try to hang out with you more yeah and i'd probably i'd go out on lots of weird dates and stuff <laughs> it'd be like you me and all the sluts you bang yeah that's it that, that'd be my whole fucking life so that's it that was our 100th episode our first christmas episode of 2021 our fourth fucking christmas too by the way we've been doing this forever you'd think we were making money right now but we're fucking not <laughs> 
And you know whose nope. fault? You know whose fault that is? You guys. You pieces of shit. God damn! Can't count on them. Not being there for us, except for our patrons. That's that's a different thing. Except for them, which we got a new one. James, you're you're a cool dude. Thank you. Thank you, James. And also ca- random Canadian guys. Still don't know who the fuck you are. And but. everyone <laughs> who subscribes to our Patreon, thank you. You know what you should do? You freeloading piece of shit. You should go over to Patreon.com/slash/SharksCrossHollywood and put your money where your mouth is. If you like listening to this show, support us. Also, I'm going to goddamn berate everybody into supporting this show. So that's a thing. You know, hey, all that social media bullshit, you can follow us on everything at the Shark Pod. But the really important thing is Patreon. As of right now, well, eventually, sometime this month, we will have 11 episodes of our 2021 the 13th up. The first one you can here on our main feed if you want to pretend like you give a shit for a minute yep but more is going to come next year so you want you want to do that we're going to be stuck in a fucking asylum all year i wish we really were that'd be super cool <laughs> we're going to talk about the asylum mockbusters next year one a month hopefully more is coming maybe i'll quit my job maybe i'll just give up and fucking just do this full time even though i'm not making any money doing it <laughs> until you guys decide that i'm worth a shit just start an only fans account it's just you uh doing what keenan thompson was doing on the SNL skit just sitting on cakes <laughs> just you sitting on cakes all day <laughs> I'm real cheap like your mom <laughs> anyways okay social media uh, I did social media you didn't hear that oh I, I I missed the social media part I just I just recalled the Patreon everything part. at the shark pod I stepped over it real quick because nobody gives a shit patreon.com slash sharks across Hollywood though that's the important part like I said also follow us on social media but you know start a TikTok for us do, do something I don't know you start a fucking TikTok for I wasn't us. talking to you i was talking to them i want them to start tiktoks oh, oh okay. sharks across hollywood tiktoks just like playing clips of our show just everybody do that because i don't want to start a tiktok put us up on tiktok and hashtag yeah. it kink talk yeah but thanks for thanks for sticking around the ones who have been for a hundred fucking episodes even if you're fucking broke ass bitch ass motherfuckers aren't giving us any money i talk a lot of shit but the truth is i am i am grateful for all of you for sticking around thank you no I, who would have thought who would have thought that anybody would listen a hundred goddamn <laughs> episodes this is this is weird man i know what the fuck we met in a coffee shop and like jerked each other off under the table and here we are that was a good hand job one of the better ones i've ever had i think we should call it though because this is getting kind of weird um hey next no in a couple weeks we'll be here be here again for our last christmas episode our last episode of 2021 it'll be the gremlins Mm -hmm. and i'm psyched because i haven't seen that movie in a long time it's gonna be really cool same here it's been uh i think it's probably been about four or five years for me and i get to show it to the kids uh that's gonna be fun they're gonna be fucking traumatized the second phoebe cates opens her goddamn mouth and talks about how santa claus isn't real oh my god <laughs> that santa claus story is so fucked up okay that's gonna be a good yeah. one I'm, I'm in i'm into it I'm, I'm very happy uh we'll see you in a couple weeks but until then stay jossom awesome.